It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here today, and this is going to be an amazing show. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be absolutely terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. Have you ever really wondered if you were really making any progress at all towards your goals? I think we all sometimes think that way, and sometimes it causes us to want to give up on whatever we're working on. When I feel this way, I remind myself of the weight loss journey I went through the last couple of years. There were many times where I felt like I made progress for a few weeks and then not much at all for a few weeks after that. And in some instances, I hadn't really changed my routine very much at all. Reaching a plateau is very common. The challenge was to not keep looking at the results, but rather to stay focused on the activities that lead to the results. If you do the activities, the results will eventually follow. So try focusing on your winning activities this week. You'll be so very glad you did. And with all this in mind, I do want to introduce my very, very special guest. Before I do, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My very special guest this week is Doug Grady. Let me tell you about him. Doug Grady has been studying and teaching the pathways to personal potential for over 20 years. Doug is a professional speaker, musician, and president of High Achievers. He's the author of The Ripple Effect. His companies, writings, trainings, and music are designed with one purpose, to help people reach their God-given potential. Doug gives a significant portion of his time and money to local and global causes. He's been on several mission trips, most recently to Ecuador, where he was part of a 12-man team building homes for the poorest of the poor. We will discuss all of this, a lot of this, and so much more on today's show. And with all this in mind, I do want to introduce my very, very special guest, Doug Grady. Doug, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Hey, you're welcome. Success Profiles Radio welcomes you, Mr. Grady. I'm so happy and grateful that you're here, my friend. Here's the first thing that I always ask everybody. Tell us about your background, how you started, what you overcame, what your journey was like, and how you got to where you are right now. Well, I'm curious how your push-up challenge is going myself. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I am on day 25, and for those who are following <laughs> me on Facebook... I know this is actually good. Thank you so much. I, I honor you and thank you so much for bringing that up. I am doing a 30-day challenge where I do 100 push-ups a day. I'm on day number 25, and I have not missed yet. Sometimes I'll tell you what, when I get tired, I'll do it against a park bench or something. But uh, you know what? It, it's still I'm still leveraging myself, and I'm very careful to work the upper chest and the lower chest, and my arms get to work out. And I'll tell you what, I feel energized when I'm done. I am feeling a difference. So thank you for asking. So you're 25% of the way through? I am 25 days out of 30. 20, oh, 25 out of 30. So it's, a, okay, 100 push-ups, 30 days. Got it. All right. Well, well yes, done. You're 100 push-ups for 30 days in a row. Now. Fantastic. Yeah, I should be finished with it this weekend. Excellent. Well, that is, that's exciting. It's, 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 uh, 
really great to see that and, and to hear about your progress. And, and thank you so much for having me on the show. My background um, is, well, I, as far as speaking and training, I got into that uh, really in the insurance business. I got into the insurance business right out of college. I graduated Tulane University in 1990. Uh, I wasn't sure exactly where um, I was going with my life, but somehow ended up in Southern California. My my brother made the mistake of inviting me to come and live with him and his newlywed wife in San Diego, and I accepted. And so <laughs> and then I had to look for a job to get my own place and ended up in the insurance business with, with Agon Corporation. And through that was exposed, you know, initially I wasn't very good at the business of life insurance sales, and it was through um, a particular seminar, somebody that you uh, are very familiar with, I was recommended to go to a Brian Tracy seminar. And you're, of course, yeah. there, Brian. Yes. And uh, I went to this particular seminar, and someone also re- recommended the book, Think and Grow Rich. Um, and I read this book, and, you know, I, I made a declaration to my manager. Um, you know, my manager, his name's James, we're still friends to this day, 25 years later. And I said, you know, James, I, I think I, I'm not cut out for this business. And he actually said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I said, wow. I think I'm going to quit. He said, okay, no problem. I said, but first, I'm going to set a record for this company. He's like, whatever, dude, just get back to work. And it was after I went to this seminar and read this book that I actually, actually did set a record for the company. And uh, James came up to me. Shortly after that, and he said, "Are you going to quit now?" I'm like, "Man, hey, I'm good now. I like it here." So it's that was one of those moments in time where um, I could see very clearly the impact of training and development, and on its the difference it can make in life. And so that was uh, one of those early on experiences with training and development and applying as much as I could that uh, got me thinking. Maybe eventually I'd like to be in in that field. Um, so that was a kind of a turning point for me initially. Wow, that's great. I did I did sell insurance for a little while too, and and for me, I ended up doing it for about a year. But for me, I was halfway through my master's degree, and I just felt like I had that thing out there that just begged to get done, and I couldn't shake it. And so I quit insurance and I went back to school. And I'm glad I did because I didn't want to wonder what if my whole life. Yeah. And so absolutely, yeah. And so sometimes there's there's value in, in knowing when to quit and when to keep going. And I think it has to do with knowing what your your big objective is. I mean, if something that you're doing doesn't match up with your big objective, then it's okay to give up on something that doesn't match up or align to your greater purpose. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I I got to one of those points with this business. It was I, I stayed with the business for about four years, and it was after you've been in the insurance business for about four years, there is a point where if you stay any longer, it's really difficult to leave. Um, because of the financial incentives and so forth, at least the business I was with. And so it was similar to yourself. I got to this point where I, I, I felt that I was um, looking at the possibility of, of getting into training and development, being in personal and professional development, because that had such an impact on me. In fact, I, I actually remember uh, talking with a friend of mine who I reconnected with on Facebook a couple of years ago. She says that she remembers a conversation that we had in college and not now. I have no recollection of this, this conversation at all, Brian. It was over a couple of cocktails at a bar that we used to go to. But she says when I was 19 years old, I told her when I became uh, – it went into business that I wanted to be a motivational speaker and inspire people and help people lead a better life. And, again, zero recollection of this conversation. 
right. but looking back, it was one of those things where um, I think there's things that are within us that we don't necessarily pay attention to that it, it, when we hear it, when we recognize it, uh, and we got to pay attention to these things, and, and it can change the course of our life when we do. And so um, even leading back to when I was a, a kid, uh, listening, my father's a preacher, I would watch him uh, preach and, and, and talk to people in, in the congregation. And I, I used to, it's funny, I used to say to myself, I'll never do anything like that. <laughs> and I look at what I'm doing now, so it's like there's this, there's these, uh, these things I think are, are woven into our lives where we say I'll never do this or I think I want to do this or uh, there's these hints and clues that, that uh, go throughout our lives. And I, I've certainly seen that in myself and others that, that we just got to pay attention to those cues and clues and allow it to, uh, to impact us. Absolutely. Did you ever see yourself writing a book, Doug? You know, the, I, the book really wasn't designed initially as a book I was just I was going through a very dark time in my life and I just was writing about the the struggle quite frankly it wasn't it was writing about the struggle about the progress about lessons that I learned um, from this time in my life about people that had impacted me and and it was a particular article I wrote I'd called it the ripple effect and it had some uh, impact on people and um, a lot more impact than anything else I'd ever written and I was at a a networking meeting one day, and a, a, a lady I'd known for some time, she's in the real estate business, she said, you know, a friend of ours was going through a really hard time, and she said, I had your article in my purse, and I gave it to him. She showed me the, or she, she um, basically showed me how she had the article folded up and stuck in her purse, and it was at that moment that I thought, well, maybe, maybe this could be a book, maybe it could be a small book that could fit in somebody's purse or their pocket or their suit jacket, and uh, so she really inspired me to um, turn the, the the journaling. It was really it was this public journal, really, that I was writing uh, as I was going through this very challenging time in my life. Uh, but she inspired me to think, well, maybe you could help other people that are going through a tough time. And that's how it ended up, uh, the, the inception of the idea that it could become a book. And it was about a year later that it got published. Wow, that's great. I know that last summer I interviewed Jeffrey Gittimer, and I asked him the same question. He said, I didn't think about writing a book. I just wrote a blog about things in sales that I thought were just ridiculous and needed to be corrected, and people resonated with it. By the time I wrote 100 blogs, I thought, well, I guess I have a book. So he wasn't right. necessarily intending on writing a book either. It just sort of turned out that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that. there was a time I, I you know, it, t- it takes a little more than inspiration to write a book. There was a uh, you know, I, he has the discipline of writing every, I, you know, I've known Jeffrey for a long time and he, he, uh, uh, this was maybe 15, 16 years ago. He started, he said he starts with, uh, uh, I think he called it the three R's reading, writing, and running, something like that. And when he gets up in the morning, he would read, write, and run. And so he does that every, this was years and years ago, uh, when we shared the platform in Atlanta, but, uh, uh, he he said those are uh, that's a way of his, his discipline. Every morning he gets up and does those three R's. When I wrote the Ripple Effect, there was a period of time where 95 days in a row I wrote for at least 20 minutes a day, and it was it was just um, many times writing not so much out of inspiration but out of commitment. So books don't tend to get written just because you're inspired. You got to sit down and do the work, and just like you're doing your push-ups every day. Uh, you got to do it whether you feel like it or not, whether you want to do it or not. It's a commitment, and that's what uh, and that's what makes books happen. That's what makes life happen. 
Absolutely. And I know that in your book you talk about how you're a runner and uh, uh, you're a very disciplined runner. In fact, I plan on writing or not writing, but uh, doing or running my first 5K sometime uh, later this year. And so I'm really excited about that and, and training about that and, and running uh, on the treadmill and, and experimenting with running at an incline instead of at a zero incline. And I'll tell you what's a lot more difficult when you're running a 2% incline, uh, running further and faster than you thought you ever could before. So I'm really, really excited about that. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest is Doug Grady. He's the author of The Ripple Effect, and we will talk about his book and the principles in it, and we will come right back after the break. Don't go away. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Doug Grady, and his book is called The Ripple Effect, and we will launch into that here very shortly. If you want to find me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on Facebook. You can find my page, Success Profiles Radio. Please like that page. You can also download and subscribe to iTunes uh, or to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime you'd like. 
I'd love it if you subscribe to the show, uh, get it downloaded to your device, and listen to it on the go anywhere you want. And if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love to have that as well. You can also find my book on Amazon. It's called Success Profiles, Mental Toughness and Sales, and that features interviews that I did last year with Jeffrey Gittimer, Eric Laughlin, and Scott Lopez, where we talk about sales and mental toughness. And I also have a book writing coaching program where I help people write their nonfiction books. You can go to my site, brianktwright.com, go to the coaching page, read about it, leave me a message, and let's talk about how I can help you write your book and get your career going. Because really, honestly, uh, having a book will add credibility. It can add to extra revenue opportunities. And if you are in business, you really should have a book. So, Doug, let me ask you. Your book is called The Ripple Effect. How did you choose that as the title of your book? Well, that's a great question. You got a great, great radio voice, by the way, Brian. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, the uh, ripple effect was for me the obvious choice for a title. I was um, going through a very challenging time in my life, which you know, you, you and I have known each other for some time, and you've read my book, and you know, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, spare you the the ugly details, but I was. I was suffering in every every significant area. I was physically in perhaps the worst shape of my life. I had a hip injury, which which I allowed to just become an excuse for being quite sedentary. Um, I was heavily in debt. I was uh, struggling financially in every area, personally and professionally. My company, High Achievers, I bought at the worst possible time uh, in California, and I just couldn't keep up with the uh, – the changes in the economy. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever, ever done this, Brian, where you make an assumption with the decision. So your assumptions are critical when you're making decisions. I, I made this assumption to buy this company, High Achievers, based on two things. Number one is I could sell my way out of anything. That was my belief at the time. And number two, surely the economy can't get any worse. And I was dead wrong in both of those areas. So I moved oh. the company back to Atlanta and and I had, uh, I just was hoping most people buy a company to have multiple streams of income. I now have multiple streams of expenses. And meanwhile, I was just in a downward spiral in my, in my life personally as well. So I just I had this moment of, of breakdown, really, you know, this, this midlife crisis where I just didn't know what to do. And um, most men, when they, have a, when they have a midlife crisis, they do a couple of things. What, what do you think most men do when they have a midlife crisis? Boy, there are probably a lot of answers to that question. Uh, I would have, for me, the answer is eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, it's a question I sometimes ask in my seminars, and usually people say, "Well, they go get a, you know, they get a younger car and a younger woman, right?" Okay. I was just doing a, I was just doing a seminar out in Vancouver, and one person stood up and he said, uh, "He said they go out and kill a bear." Uh, but whatever it is, you know, if it's go find a, get a new car or, or a, a younger woman or go kill a bear, these things, they all require money. I had no money. So I just was, uh, I just had this breakdown. I was in my home office in Atlanta, Georgia, which was nothing more than a, a table on the side of a kitchen. And I just threw my hands up and put my head down and, and I just said, God, you know, I can't do this anymore. I give up. And, uh, so just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I don't know that I've ever had such an immediate answer the prayer, I just became a present to a couple of things. Number one is I started taking an inventory of what I could be grateful for. Um, I looked at my family. I looked at skills I developed throughout the years, and I looked at the resources and networks that I had um, been gifted with throughout the years. And, and by contrast, I was really putting in very little. 
Um, okay. So the ripple effect started for me. It, it was started with one simple choice. The choice was I, I just sat there at my desk. I said, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm going to fully commit for the next four and a half months. I'm going to go all in for four and a half months. And I didn't know what that looked like, but I knew that I wasn't fully engaging with my life. I, I, you know, I don't know if your listeners maybe can relate to this, particularly when you've had some level of success through the years, as I had had, it, sometimes it's, it's easy just to kind of go through the motions and not be fully engaged. I would go to meetings. I would, you know, go to networking meetings. I'd pick up the phone. I'd make phone calls here and there. But below the surface, I wasn't fully committed. And things changed for me. The ripple effect really began when I just said, I, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going all in for this period of time. And everything changed after this commitment, everything. It started with uh, a couple of disciplines, but it just one discipline became another discipline, became other choices, became um, meeting different people. Uh, and, I mean, if you want to talk about that, I can tell you where some of those things we're in how some of those things happen, but it started just from this point of commitment, and everything after that began to change. Wow, that is really, really great. Let me ask, what do you think stops people from being the very best they can possibly be? I know that for you, you just said you just made a commitment to do whatever. Yeah, well, I think for different people, it's different things. I mean, we've got to look at our, our, our tendencies. There are tendencies that we all have that hold us back. For me, I, I was—I mean, I was engaged in, in negative thinking. I had a bad attitude. I was drinking excessively. I was lazy. I was hard on myself. I mean, there were all of these things that that I had got sucked into. And this—you know—my friend Dan Leary talks talks about the quagmire of mediocrity. And man, I was just right there. And just like success has a cycle. Failure has a cycle as well, and people that are successful are not immune to this failure cycle. We all have a recipe for breakdown. So part of it is understanding what is what is your, what is our personal recipe for breakdown? What is our tendency? Do we tend to get negative? Do we tend to get um, arrogant? Do we tend to get, I mean, all of these emotions that are not consistent with a successful person. So what does it mean to be, like, what is the definition of you being the man that you know you can be? Anything other than that will lead to something other than success. For me, there was a person I knew I could be, uh, but I just wasn't that person, and I wanted to be a better brother. I wanted to be a better, uh, I wanted to be a better uncle. I wanted to be a better person. I wanted to get stronger with my faith, but meanwhile, I was allowing all of those things to suffer. So part of it is recognizing where is it that you're just not being the person that you know you can be. For me, it was taking one simple step in the right direction that began to change everything. For, for, for me, that was exercise. I began to exercise Every day, for initially it was a 30-day commitment, ended up being something like 95 days in a row. And I got to pay attention to how um, how discipline and commitment worked and how lack of commitment was running my life. 
Yeah. I'll tell you what, and, and I love what you just said about committing to an exercise regimen on a very regular basis. Last year when I had gotten out of the hospital, when I was healthy enough to start exercising again, I made a commitment that I was going to be in motion for 30 minutes a day for an entire month straight. And I did it, and it wasn't that hard. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. A lot. I mean, I did some weights, but I did at least some cardio every day, but I was in motion for 30 minutes every single day. And I'll tell you what, I just felt so energized. And yeah. I just felt that commitment and, and, and the results and the benefits of that commitment were really, really amazing. So thank you for sharing that. And anyone out there who, who does want to, to get healthier, just start somewhere. Start somewhere and commit to doing it every day for a month. That might sound like a long time, but just commit to do it today. And then tomorrow, yeah. commit to doing it today. And then the next day, commit to doing it today. And just do that 31 times in a row. And you're there. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, you you talk about what holds you what holds you back and and I think what holds a lot of people back and I think what was was holding me back at the time was it's real it's one word it's it's the word fear and it's almost there's a there's a um you know this all in term actually it actually comes from playing poker do you play poker at all uh, not very often well a lot of people you know people that play poker they're very familiar with this term all in and yes. when you go all in, you take everything that you have, it's all of your resources, and you put them on the table, and one of two things can happen. Either you get them all back plus a whole lot more. The flip side of that is you, you lose everything. So imagine, if you will, putting everything that you have, and you literally have to let go of it. You have to technically lose control of it. It's technically no longer yours. It goes into what's called a community pot. And so it can be very scary to let go of your resources and then possibly lose them all. And so this is what this is what I was going this is what people go through this point of commitment, this point of decision. Because it feels like if I fully commit, if I really go for it, what might happen? You could make it. Uh that's that's one that's the that's one side. What's the other side? The other thought is you won't make it. <laughs> exactly. So that's what holds. That's what I think holds people back. I think that's what holds. You ask the, uh, what holds people back from really becoming the best person they can be. It's this fear that if I go for it, it may not work out. I've gone for it in the past; it hasn't worked worked out. I've I've gone for goals in the past; and I've made mistakes in the past. So all of these things, this this past regret, this past failure, fill in the blank, it holds us back from fully committing now. And when you're gambling, usually there's a situation where you can lose everything. But when you fully, I believe if you fully commit and go all in, in your business, in your life, with your family, with your faith, whatever it is, you, you truly can't, you can't lose it all. You're going to learn exactly. something, you're going to get results that you couldn't get otherwise, and ultimately, you'll look back at that time where you're committed, and maybe you do fall a little bit short, but it's not for lack of commitment. And this is the thing I, I find to be reassuring. When you're committed, you know that you're all in. Have you ever looked back? Well, I'll just tell you. I've looked back at experiences in my life where I just know, if I'm honest with myself, I wasn't committed. And I've wondered. Right. Maybe, maybe it was a business situation. Maybe it was an exercise program. Maybe it was a, a relationship. And if I'm okay, honest, and we are up against our break. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. With quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Doug Brady. He is the author of The Ripple Effect. And Doug, one of the themes that comes up over and over again, and I would argue that this is probably the theme that stands out the most, and this is what people will remember most about your book, is the philosophy of do it anyway. So talk to us about that. What does that mean to you? Do it anyway. I take no credit for those words. They came to me from my father when I just didn't want to do something. Those so-called character-building activities of our youth, like go clean your room or eat your vegetables or go chop some wood. We had to do a lot of wood chopping as a child. I grew up in Alabama. I guess there's a lot of wood chops in Alabama. And, uh, you know, I give my father some kind of excuse like that. I just don't feel like chopping wood today. This is just not a great time to chop wood. And he would use these three words that I absolutely hated at the time. He would say, Doug, do it anyway. And those are words I just didn't feel like hearing, but they're now those words have become kind of a mantra for me when I don't feel like doing something. You know, um, discipline really has nothing to do with how we feel. And those same excuses that we used as kids when we didn't want to do something, we we still use those excuses. I don't feel like it. It's not the right time. I don't want to. I'm too tired. Fill in the blank with your favorite excuse. And discipline and commitment really has nothing to do with 
how we feel. There's really only one question is, are you going to do what you said you would do? And those three words cut through all that clutter. And for me and for many other people can help us to honor our commitment, whether we feel like it or not. I love that. That's fantastic. Do it anyway. What a great philosophy. So let me ask, that's probably one reason why high achievers think differently from everyone else. Uh, in your studies of successful people and in your own experiences, what are some reasons or uh, how, how people uh, who achieve greatly think differently from everybody else? Well, I think a lot of it is provide, it's, it's first, you've got to get some clarity on what type of person are you going to be? Like, what is it that you're committed to? Um, I think this is something that high achievers have in common is they have a clear picture of not just the results they want to achieve, but what type of experience of life do they want to create? And this was a real turning point for me. I had achieved some results in the past, but it wasn't completely consistent with the experience of life and the type of person that I wanted to be. So for me, Brian, achievement has become much more about who we become, what type of legacy we leave behind, how do we impact the people that we lead, love, and serve. And for me personally, it's can I consistently strive to reach my God-given potential? And that means something different for everybody. Uh, for me, that just it's focusing on the person that I can be, the contribution that I can make, and and really striving to be uh, a, a person who serves, a person who contributes, and a person who's consistent with my faith beliefs. Once that's in place, and once you have some clarity, I think what's missing is for a lot of people is a structure. Structure is basically looking at, well, how do I create my environment in such a way that it supports me for what I'm up to? So there there are several elements to an effective structure. There are the habits that you develop. There's the people that you surround yourself with. It's what do you look at when you get up in the morning. It's what do you think. It's the habits that we develop in our mind. It's, it's specific coaches, teachers, and mentors that we surround ourselves with. I know that there are things that I'm not very good at, and so I do my best to surround myself with people that can help me with those things I'm not good at, and just as importantly, if not more importantly, help hold me to a higher standard. And so these are things that don't tend to happen by accident. We've got to go out of our way to set up these structures, these communities, these people, and consciously create our environment in such a way that is consistent with the experience of life we want to have. That's wonderful. The thing that I got most out of it was actually the first thing you said, having clarity. High achievers think differently from everyone else because they have absolute clarity about what they are committed to. I love that idea. And, of course, you also said the habits that we have and having a structure that you follow through on all the time and not deviating from it because you have to not only have clarity as to what you want, but you have to have a specific way of getting there and a trusted way that you can get there. So I appreciate that you shared that. So let me ask you this, and you talk about having a structure and, and having clarity. That would then imply that you have a specific goal-setting formula that you use. So tell us how, once you have that clarity, how do you go about manifesting that self in forms of goals and action-taking steps? 
Well, when it comes to my, my business goals, I like to have a, a, a visual. Um, we had a particular uh, event in Atlanta a, a, a couple of months back, and um, I, I, I set in my mind exactly the number of uh, that I wanted to hit for this event. I had, I had two, two numbers. I did a, a, a number of tickets that were generated for the event, and I did a revenue number. And then I did a visual for it. So I, I actually – uh, it was football season, so I actually pulled out a, 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 a did a, a picture of a football field, and I started at the zero yard line, went through the the fifty yard line was fifty percent, and then once I hit the other end of the end zone, that was a hundred percent of the goal. And so every day, I would I actually write down on this. I'm actually looking at it right now in my home office. Every time I would hit uh, a contribution to this goal, I would actually write down. I would fill in the spot that I had hit on this yard line. And so I could see the progress every day. Uh, as far as the the ticket goal, I counted down from a certain number and went down from started at the, at the number and went down to zero. So for me, a lot of, a lot of people are wired like me. Every time you contribute to the goal, you mark it on there. For me, I like to keep a visual of that. So I've got something in front of me all the time. And every time I go up there and make that mark, it's like, okay, you're, making a contribution here. So that's one thing that I do on a consistent basis. Yeah, and I'm assuming you're going for touchdowns and not field goals when you're doing the football analogy, right? The football analogy was 0 to 100. So once I hit the, the zero yard line on the other side of the field, that was 100%. <laughs> there you there go. No, yeah, I just yeah, wanted to clarify that in case any, anybody out there was, was thinking, well, gosh, can't I just kick a field goal if I'm not close? No, you're going for a touchdown. That's no, what completing, no. your, completing your goal means. Yeah, Great. it could be any. I mean, you know, when we were in, in the insurance business, they would have a thermometer. They're going from zero. You know, it, it just for me, it's helpful to have a visual. It's, it, again, it's kind of it's a structure. It's having a structure yeah. set up where you can see where you are, you can measure what you're doing, and you pay attention to it every day. What, what we focus on expands. So if I'm looking at my goals every day, this is something Brian Tracy teaches over and over again. He says, write your major goals down every single day. Every time yeah. you focus on it, it it, it provides you with resources and tools and experiences that support you in getting there. Exactly. So let me ask you this, taking a slightly different topic in hand now, uh, we all go through storms in our lives. I mean, we all have obstacles. We all have things that we have to deal with in the course of achieving what we want. And you write about surviving the storms and thriving through the storms. How do you view these experiences and how do you deal with those things that come up? Well, that that I think you may be alluding to the first quote in the book. I, I was actually at a church one day, and um, you know, it, it was very challenging. It was one of the. I basically I drugged myself to church. I mean, I was up late, and it was just not a not a great night. I was in a horrible place, but I got myself in a church, and the pastor used this quote that I'd never heard before. Uh, and the quote was this: He said, "So often we want to be rescued from the storm." Yeah. We don't realize that it's the storm that rescues us. And I just remember sitting there going, man, I think that was, I think that was for me today. I mean, I was in, at the time, the biggest storm of my life. And I thought, well, what if that is true? What if this storm really is here to help me? And it's, man, that is a hard, hard thing to get your head around when your life sucks. But yeah. it's, it, but if you can get yourself to, to this point that, all right, maybe 
this storm is here for me to grow me, to, to help me to learn, to help me to get rid of some of the stuff that doesn't need to be in my life anymore, to fully embrace some things that can really support me, to make some choices and some changes that can help me experience life in a more full and passionate way. And so it's a, it's the storm changes, the, your experience of the storm changes when your perspective changes. And for me, my perspective started to change when I thought, well, maybe, maybe this can help me to grow. Uh, so that was, that was what happened for me. And that was one of those pivotal moments where I started to think about things differently. Now, things don't change immediately. So we're, if you're in the, for those people that are struggling, if you're in a storm, I mean, you, you may be here for quite some time. You may be yeah. extremely uncomfortable for a very long time. And when it's so uncomfortable for so long, it feels like our choices don't matter. And this is an illusion because our choices always matter. It may yeah. take a while for them to become evident, but our choices always make a difference. And we have the ability to choose at any time. This is one of the greatest gifts we've ever been given. Choices have we can choose right now to do something that can change the course of our life. And so when we're in the storm, I think we've got to look at what's one simple choice. That's the subtext of, of the ripple effect is that one simple choice can change the course of your life. So if you look, what is it? What choice can I make right now that can change the course of my life and be more consistent with the type of person I'm committed to be? Yeah, that's awesome. We have a couple minutes before our next break, and so I want to ask you this. Uh, you, when you sent me your book, you included your business card, and it had a picture of you and your banjo. And You talk about this in your book. Uh, I had a person on my show a couple years ago who sings during her presentations, and when she talked, she said she wasn't sure how it would be received. Some people get it and some people don't. Do you find you get the same reaction with you and your banjo playing when you're doing presentations? You know, one time, one time I was in California. I, I, the band just started out as kind of a joke. I had written a song by the back. I, I wrote a parody song that was to the tune of the Backstreet Boys. I want it that way, but it was I want to sail today. And somebody kind of just dared me to put it into one of my workshops, and so I did. And I got some great feedback from it. And I thought, well, maybe this is something I'll go with. Um, I had this experience out in California. Not every look. Not everybody's going to get it. So. I had an experience in California where I called up somebody who said, hey, um, I'd like to come in and share some ideas with your team. He's like, aren't you the guy that plays the banjo and sings in your workshop? I'm like, yeah, that's me, man. And I, I thought, well, my reputation has preceded me. This guy's going to love me. I'm like, yeah, that's me. He's like, yeah, I saw you last year. I don't think so. I'm like, oh. Okay. And we'll come back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. 
and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style, along with an innate ability to form connections with people, gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. Great. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Doug Grady. His book is called The Ripple Effect. And Doug, while I'm remembering this, tell us where we can get this, how we can look you up, find resources that you have to share with the world. Oh, thanks, Brian. Uh, probably the best way is to go to highachievers.com and just sign up for my blog there. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Doug Grady. And on Facebook, I'm at Doug Grady Training. So pretty easy to find, and I uh, would love to connect with you. That's great. And I did follow you on Twitter recently, so you can return to like if you'd like. <laughs> of course. There we go. You. Absolutely. You bet. So you were talking about the experience playing your banjo on stage, and, and the guy uh, said, weren't you the guy that plays the banjo on stage? And you said, yeah. And he said, no, thanks. And I'm like, yeah, wow, yeah. ouch. I remember reading that in your book. I'm like, yeah. oh, that is an ouch moment. Let me ask you something, though, because really it does take courage to think outside the box and do something unusual like that. Were you at all concerned about the kind of feedback uh, that you would receive as a result of doing something so different, or were you concerned about how people would perceive you? Yeah, I think I've been – I think so, yeah. But not everybody's going to get it. So, But here's the thing. It, it doesn't take everybody – to realize your goals. There's always going to be people out there that have criticism for you, that, that uh, even oppose what you do. So for me, I, 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 I try to surround myself with people that I respect, that I trust, and that have my best interests in mind. Um, and when opposition comes, when conflict comes, when critique comes, You know, I pay attention to it, but I try not to let it completely take me off my path. So when people have things to say that are not what you want to hear, uh, like in this case that was uncomfortable, uh, I can look at it as, well, maybe this is an opportunity to grow, or maybe this is just an opportunity to get a little bit thicker skin. Uh, When we look at – when we carve out a path that's different than other people take, there's always going to be opposition. There's always going to be critique. There's always going to be people that don't appreciate what you do and that even oppose what you do. So I try to stay grounded in who I've believed myself to be, the man God created me to be. And when this type of stuff comes up, I have a support network that I go to. 
to bounce it off and, and uh, make decisions from there. Absolutely. I love that. That's wonderful. Let's go to something else that you talk about in your book. You talk about the idea of letting go as a way of achieving who we are meant to be. A lot of people talk about habits that you have to add on or things that you have to do, but you add the extra element of you need to let go of some stuff in order to shed who you shouldn't be or shed who you aren't in order to create the perfect masterpiece. Tell us about that. Well, this has been an incredibly challenging lesson for me to learn. All of my, uh, most of my life in the personal and professional development business has been just that, Brian. It's like, what do we take on? What, do, what goals do we set? What habits do we develop? How do we get more, better, more often, bigger, badder, whatever? Uh, all these things are about getting, attaining, accomplishing, achieving. And for most of my life, much less attention was paid to what do I need to let go of? What is it that's, that I have learned that I need to unlearn? What habits have I developed that just don't support me? What, there are, <laughs> through this process where I wrote The, the Ripple Effect and beyond, uh, there were people in my life that were unhealthy people that I had to let go of. Um, and there were habits that I let go of. There were beliefs that I let go of. Um, and so... I remember one day having a, a conversation years ago. I was in um, business with uh, Brian. With I was actually working with Brian Tracy and, and promoting him with my friend Peter Montoya. And we were out in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to take on all these goals. This is what I'm going to do, what I'm going to accomplish, and what I'm going to uh, achieve, what I'm going to read, and how much money I'm going to make, and how many tickets I'm going to sell. And he said, that's great, Doug. What are you going to give up? What are you not going to do? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not giving up anything, man. <laughs> And it wasn't until 20 years later that I that I really got grips with. Sometimes it's it's in the giving up, it's in the letting go, it's in the uh, just getting things out of our life that real transformation occurs. Right, I love that. That's great. And you talk about uh, Michelangelo carving out David and how you basically he, – he saw the perfect vision of what he wanted the statue to look like, and it was just a matter of chipping away what didn't fit anymore. And I love that analogy that you draw in the book. That's brilliant. I love that. Do you talk about that from stage when you speak? You know, I haven't talked about that a whole lot, but that's a very um, – there's a uh, uh, quote that he talks about that someone asked Michelangelo, at least this is how the story went they said well how did you um apparently this marble was one that had been dismissed by other artists and he was asked about uh how he created this masterpiece and he said something the effect of he's i just chipped away everything that wasn't wasn't it so when we chip away at our own stone we get rid of all the stuff that's not truly who we know we can be, that's not our truth, that's not pure, that's not um, consistent with the person that we're committed to be, when we get rid of that stuff, and this is an ongoing process, it's not like we just do it once and we're done, but we got to look at what can we let go of, what can we get rid of to be more consistent with the type of person that we know we can be. That's that's that philosophy, and it's something I'm uh, you know, still still learning every day. Just what do I need to let go of? What do I need to give up in order to mm-hmm. uh, to reach to to get closer to my God given potential? 
Absolutely. We've got probably about five minutes to the end. So let's just take a couple minutes and talk about your company, High Achievers Network. What is it that you do exactly? I know you're a seminar company, but tell us what we can expect if we ever do work with your company. Well, High Achievers Network began as a seminar company out in California, so we would work with some of the top speakers in the country. We've had people like Jack Canfield and Les Brown, Jim Rome before he passed away, many other people on the program. Um, I bought the company around 06, 07, and we've transformed it to more of a training and development company. My business partner is a man named David Alexander. He wrote the, he co-wrote the book, Networking Like a Pro, so he's a real authority in that space on mm-hmm. referral-based marketing. Uh, my training has been more on the area of personal development over the last four to five years, developing habits and disciplines that can support us in, in shifting the course of our lives. So got a program called 40 Days of Focus, where people take on one discipline and do it every day for 40 consecutive days. We still do seminars from time to time, and uh, David and myself will work with individuals on a coaching and mentoring basis from time to time as well. So we do less of the, really what what we're doing is more what I call experiential learning. We had, I think, 25 people run Tough Mudder with us a couple of years ago, and that was a really incredible experience for a lot of people. And um, so we, we try to really take people and put them into an experience of learning and developing, not not just in a classroom setting. Yeah, that's wonderful. We've got probably three or four minutes to the end, so let me ask you the question that I ask everyone, Doug. Who inspires and motivates you? Who inspires and motivates me? Well, my, my parents have been a major impact in my life. Um, my, uh, I think there's a quote by Mark Twain that uh, he says, the older I get, the smarter my father gets, or something to that effect. Right. And I was a, I was a, as a kid, I was very rebellious against my my parents and my father in particular. But uh, through growing and understanding over the last few years, I've gone to come to respect tremendously um, his example, uh, his example of service and uh, humility and. Uh, uh, just the, the example he said, he's, he, this is a man that has no Twitter account, no Facebook account. He's just right. somebody that just is, has been a man of, of God, a man of service, and a man that's been a great example in my life. And uh, so my parents truly inspire me. Uh, my fiance, who I'm engaged, uh, I'll be married in a, in a, a few weeks, and uh, she inspires me. She's got some great strengths I don't have and some great uh, qualities that, that I don't have. And uh, so those are three people that come to mind, three very close people in my life. That's wonderful. If you could do anything differently or if you were starting over today, Doug, what would you do instead? Wow. What would I do if I could start? I think, you know, one thing I think I would do professionally is I would I would stay with the – I would work for somebody else for a longer period of time. I started my first business in the training and development company after only being in training and development for seven months. So I would have stayed – working for a company for a longer period of time to learn more about the business before I went out to make mistakes on my own. That's one mm-hmm. thing I would do differently. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Um, let me ask you this, and here's an interesting question. I've never asked anyone on this show before. Oh, but great. Out of, out of all the books that you've ever read, is there a book that you wish you had written? That I wish I would have written? Yeah, like for example, one book that I love so much is The Success uh, Principles by Jack Canfield. I wish I would have written that book before him. Is there a book like that out there for you? 
Well, there's been books that I've read that uh, I would think I could have written. <laughs> uh, there's a mm-hmm. book called The Me I Want to Be uh, mm-hmm. that I read. It's by John Ortberg, and I thought that I could have written that book. <laughs> um, mm. That's a great book, and, and uh, so that's one that comes to mind. I don't know that I wished I could have written it, but it's, it's a book that just resonated so powerfully with me that uh, I, I thought that, wow, that, that man is really speaking yeah. my language. That's a book by John Ortberg called The Me I Want to Be. That's great. And my inspiration for asking that question is I've sometimes uh, watched interviews of musicians, and sometimes musicians will get asked, if there, is there a song out there that you wish you would have written? And a lot of people say, I wish I would have written Yesterday by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. You know, that, I mean, that, that is just amazing. So we are coming, we are coming to the end of our show, and uh, I'm so happy and grateful that, that you were on today uh, with, with me. Thank Doug you. Brady, and thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And for those who have not uh, subscribed or downloaded uh, Success Profiles Radio to iTunes, please go ahead and do that. You can leave me a review, and you can listen to the show anytime that you want. It will be a tremendous honor if you were able to do that. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can also find my Success Profiles radio page on Facebook, and you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, we come every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, where I interview uh, most of the most successful people in the world. And I really do appreciate that you had a chance to listen today. I do thank you so very much for listening. And until next week, you have yourself a wonderful, wonderful week. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much, Brian. You bet. Take care. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to 